Welcome to the Fish Files Podcast. Here's your host, Sal Jurassi. Hola, Islanders fanitos. How is everybody doing? Coming to you live on a Monday. Just got back from a long trip with my buddy, the fisherman. We partook in a skiing slash snowboarding journey in the mountains of Killington, Vermont. A few buddies of ours joined in. A little ice fishing for the fishermen in Vermont with all this, this cold weather. Fishermen, how'd that go? Well, Sal, it, it was quite difficult. The ice was very thick. Uh, we had to drill our own hole, but uh, once we got down to uh, water, uh, we were able to snap up some good uh, fish, so it was very well worth it. It's good to hear. Good to hear. You were also... Uh... Not bad slopes, fisherman. Uh, it was funny though. You took uh, you took skiing up this weekend, and uh, you were using two fishing poles instead of uh, the ski poles that they give you. And if I'm if I'm not mistaken, you were using two small canoes as skis. You know, um, it was it was passed down through my family. I, I have family in Saskatchewan. Uh, you know, in in Canada, and they they retrofitted. Uh, skis in that fashion, uh, you know, marrying the love of skiing and fishing together. And uh, I, I carried on the tradition. So it was a little unique, but uh, we got the job done. We got down to the end of the hill. Very good. Very good. Yes, you did look very skilled, both ice fishing and fish skiing. I myself took part in snowboarding. Uh, first time for me. Uh, it was definitely very fun, but uh, we're coming to you on Monday for that reason. We have been on a little trip. So um, let's rewind a little bit. We go back to last Thursday. The Islanders took on the Boston Bruins at home. And uh, let's look on the list quick. Uh, Mr. Pellick, Mr. Pajot, Mr. Bo, Mr. Barzy, Mr. Lee, Mr. Eberly. And Mr. Wallstrom. And no, we're not just listing random Islanders players. We're listing every Islander that scored a goal in that game. It was a 7-2 final. We improved to 3-0 against Boston. Outshoot them 37-36. I mean, it was, uh, it was one for the ages. One to remember from this year, at least. First two periods kind of was kind of a lullaby, to be honest. We were watching it in, in Boston, actually. We made a pit stop in Boston at Fisherman's Place. And uh, first, like I said, the first two periods were a little slow. Uh, quick, quick goal for Boston. Islanders responded in a hurry. Um, you know, then it went back and forth a little bit. Very good defense. Very, very good goaltending from both sides. Barley standing on his head. First game for Halak, back against the Islanders. First time since the Islanders have traded him. First, shockingly, the first time they've played each other. But both goalies played very good in the second period. Uh, a lot of defense. Um, and then the third period happened. And within a blink of an eye, we were up by five. I mean, Halak looked 
looked lost in the third, as well as the rest of the Bruins. They looked like they didn't even – they forgot how to play defense. I mean, it was just one after another, after another, after another, after another, until it was 7-2. I mean, we embarrassed them on our ice. Uh, we improved to 3-0. and Another two huge points, considering they're, they're the ones in first. So that was good to see. Um, highlight of the game for me was definitely after the Islanders put up the fourth goal. You had seen from Halak that he was done. He was, he was fed up with the defense. He was fed up with the support he was getting. Snaps his stick in two over the right post. Not the Nets' fault, Halak. Not the Nets' fault. Uh, he followed that up by giving up three more quick ones. So, not sure if um, it was the stick that was uh, he thought was giving him the issues, but it definitely wasn't because he gave up about three in, I'd say, five minutes right after. So, it was uh, pretty interesting to see Halak's first outing back at the barn. Um, Fish Files gave him the first star of the game. He deserved it. He, he played the best for the Islanders, considering the fact that he did give us seven. It was impossible to come back after that span of about 10 minutes. I mean, the Islanders really just put their foot on the gas pedal, and that was it. Um, and then we keep talking about this every episode, every game. Oliver Wallstrom finally potted one. We've been saying it for a couple weeks now. As soon as he gets one or two, he's really going to open up and start firing away because he was having so many scoring chances that were just unsuccessful. And now, finally, he gets one past the keeper, puts one on the board for the Islanders. I think it's just about to unleash. His skills are about to unleash after that one. And, uh, you know, this weekend against Pittsburgh, it showed. So, like I said, we're backtracking a little bit here. But, you know, Wally keeps showing more and more confidence each game. He's seeing Trotz has confidence in him each game. So very good to see the Islanders take one from the Bruins, a big game. Um, seven to the final. Very good to see. So uh, after a day off, the Islanders took on the Penguins again uh, on Saturday, seven o'clock start. Heard a very interesting stat this weekend from Butch Goring and Brendan Burke. So before Sunday's game, including Saturday's game, the Islanders trailed for a total of five minutes and five seconds this month against the Penguins. We ended up, after Saturday's game being 1-0-3 against them. We trailed for five total minutes. Five minutes that we trailed was in the game that we won. Bizarre stat, which goes to show that, you know, the Islanders from a few years ago, the bad Islanders that would give up the lead, they're still around. There's still a little bit of them in the loss column because trailing for five minutes and going one Oh and three against the team is just bizarre in a month. So, you know, like I said, Islanders dominated most of the game up to nothing in the second and they blow it again. I mean, Varlamov has been very impressive this year. He's been one of my favorite goalies around the league to watch. He's been aggressive in his crease. He's had great positioning. He's been amazing when he needed to be, and he's been making the solid saves. However, I'm going to say that this game was totally on him. I mean, he looked pitiful from the second period on. 
I mean, it started on the power play for the Penguins. Varlamov just falls down and gives Sid the kid a wide open net from the point. I mean, easiest goal for Sid ever in his career, maybe. And then he gives the hot handle a tang, a short sider. Not sure if he was out of position or what happened, but, you know, those, both of those goals were brutal. Um, gives up another one in OT to a tang. That was brutal. I mean, that shot was – I could have thrown a baseball harder than that shot. That shot was just floating towards that. He was out of position again. So I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this one on Varley. I mean – He's due for a bad game. He's played good since game one, but that was definitely on him. I mean, throw that one in the trash and move on because the Islanders dominated for the first two periods. We outshot them. We outplayed them. We outworked them. And somehow Varlamov managed to just throw the game in the trash. Uh, that goes with the stat, trailing five total minutes. And we're, we ended up 1-0-3. That should be lost in overtime. You can't trail if you lose in overtime. So, you know, sad. Said that that is true. Uh, that needs to be probably one of our most addressed issues in practice because the power play looks good, the penalty kill looks good, but that, that just can't be happening. We can't be giving up giving up leads like that. Can't be giving, giving teams games in overtime, especially just via the goaltending. So throw that one out. Move on. Islanders looked very good on Sunday. Um, that game was, in my opinion. I had a, a big a big flow of confidence as soon as that game started. I mean, the Islanders in back to backs, it's almost like it's almost like it's impossible to lose. I mean, I, I don't know exactly, don't quote me on this stat, but they're somewhere around thirty-eight, maybe it was twenty-eight, twenty-eight, four and three on back to back games. Something something to that. That effect, which is an outstanding record. And you, you know who to thank for that, Mr. Barry Trotzenator, the man with seven fingers. Um, I don't know if anybody saw that meme on, on Twitter. They gave Trotz a couple extra fingers in that big win against the, the Bees on Thursday. But, yeah, that's definitely from Trotz. The back-to-back games usually go in our favor, even if we win the first one. The second one seems to come just as easy, if not easier, than game one. Um, Islanders are very well conditioned in that sense. Very, they play very well in the second half of back-to-back games. Isles had it from the start, like I said. Uh, went with an easy money line pick in this game. We did, we did lose a little minus one and a half on Saturday, but you know, like I said, blame Varley for that one because we had him, we had him right where we wanted him, and the game was just blown. Well, we went with an easy money line pick on uh, on Sunday just for the Islanders to win outright, which was um, in the bag on the back-to-back. So. Um, Sorokin got the start, which kind of made me a touch nervous because he hasn't played in so long, but, uh, I still went with the money line pick. Um, and he gets the shutout. I mean, back to back shutouts for the magician, the whale, Mr. Sorokin, uh, you know, he wasn't tested too much, tested twice total in the first period, but, uh, he looked solid. You know, if you're going to have a backup goalie, who's going to be successful, he just has to play solid. You got to give his team a chance to win. He's got to give his team the opportunity, especially on a back-to-back, to score minimum, maximum two or three goals and, you know, come away with a win. Because usually in the second half of the back-to-back, everyone's shot, everyone's gassed, both, both teams. But if you got a fresh goalie, a fresh backup goalie in there who could, you know, make the, make the saves he's supposed to make, make a few extras and keep the game within reach, I mean, that's all you could ask for. And Sorokin's done that in his last two starts. He goes to 2-2-1 two, two, and one on the year. Um, 
not blowing his hole too much because he wasn't tested much. I think he had 20, 21 shots faced against them, stopped all of them. But uh, like I said, it's nice to see him just play solid. You know, he wasn't, wasn't outstanding. I think he made, he robbed somebody late in the third, which was good to see, but he was square. His positioning looks a lot better in the past two games. I was very low on him the first couple weeks of the season. He looked out of position. He looked like, I mean, he hadn't played a game in a year, which is totally understandable, but it almost looked like he just didn't understand an NHL rink as opposed to a Russian rink. It looked a little weird, looked a little off for him. I didn't know how the adjustment was going to go, but past two games, he looks very aggressive, very on top of his crease, very quiet in the crease, very good positioning. So uh, good, good to see from him. Uh, final was 2 nothing. Isles failed to get another empty net goal. Sal, I, I told you the first game, you said, I don't know about this Ilya Sorokin fellow. And I said, Sal, he's the white whale. He's going to be fine. I know whales. I know other porpoises and things like that. And so I told you, just trust the float, the motion of the ocean. You know, it's funny you say that, Fisherman. I remember you telling me that after his first game against the Rangers, not that we give him any support his first couple starts, but he looked at a position and you did say, you know, I know whales and this looks like a good whale. So looks like you, uh, you're onto something here. Two shutouts in a row. So good to see. I mean, he's one of those whales you, you, you marvel at, you know, uh, you don't keep in a cage in SeaWorld. You let him roam free and rule the open ocean. And that's what Elias Sorokin is. You're not wrong. He's definitely a roamer. Uh, his English is getting better too, which is good to see. Um, but yeah, you're you're right. You're you're onto something here with him. Um, before I continue, I would just like to take a second to um, send our condolences to Mr. Corey Schneider, who lost his nephew in a house fire. He's been away from the team for a few days. Um, our thoughts and prayers are with his family. Very tough to see uh, one of our own family members take a loss in that way. But um, our thoughts and prayers are Mr. Scheider, and we can't wait to see you back on the bench, backing up. Uh, hopefully uh, you guys can get through this time well. And, uh, yeah, very sad to see. But uh, definitely um, – Good for him to take some time away. Definitely need to get some things in order. But, uh, you know, can't wait to have him back. So, uh, let's move on. Um, back to the Penguins game. Power play looks good, man. Power play looks good. Uh, two for four. Maybe even two, uh, two for four. Two for four. Both our goals came on a power play, actually, which is good to see. Uh, Islanders above 40% on the power play if you eliminate the games against the Bruins. Um, that's impressive. I mean, Bruins have one of the best PKs in the – probably in the, in the league, opposed to, uh, again, next to the Islanders. Uh, but um, – so they're going to shut you down almost every game. We did actually have, I think, a power play goal against the Bruins, but they shut us down pretty well. But other than that, above 40% is pretty impressive. I mean, ever since that unscheduled time away when the Sabres had a little COVID protocol, we – Work, must have worked on it in practice pretty well because, I mean, we're firing all cylinders on the power play, and we look good. Two for four last night, both goals in the power play. Wally and Padre, baby, that duo is – is that the number one unit now? I mean, they look fucking good. Uh, Wally shot, incredible shot under the bar. 
He shoots the puck. How many times am I going to have to say it? I mean, he gets the puck and he rifles it. He's ready to shoot the puck every time. And he's starting to hit the net more. Like I said, as soon as he potted one, it was just going to be a a snowball effect. He's going to start potting them all. So he looked very good. I'm very happy that he took that one-timer. I mean, like we compared him to Ovi last episode, and he pulls a one-timer from Ovi's spot. So watch out, Mr. Ovechkin. You got a little competition from – from your very spot on the hash and the left hash. Uh, so that was a, I mean, he made the Smith look like he was asleep with that rifle. So, which was good. Um, Islanders get another power player opportunity later in the game. Mr. Pajot, one timer from the bumper position. I like how we've incorporated the bumper position. Uh, Pajot's got a good quick snapshot. So good to see that we separated him from the defenders and got him wide open for, uh, I think it was deflected, actually, but it was still a good, a very good play, very good setup, very good shot. So, Pajot stays hot. Another goal for Pajot. I mean, he's taken off. I believe the fisherman was um, struggling in fantasy with him, and he uh, not, doesn't know too much about fantasy. Got rid of him, and Pajot took off. The fisherman has been up my ear about his unluckiness in fantasy. So, fisherman, our condolences for that move because – he has been on fire recently, and he, you've been watching him from a different team. So, sorry to see that, but your fault, not mine. Yes, Sal, uh, my, my, my fantasy boat has sunk. It is going to be a long season at the bottom of the ocean. So, I should have kept Mr. Pajo, but didn't happen, so... Well, you know what? You win some, lose some. It's your first year in fantasy, so maybe next year you can uh, make some smarter moves, make some better trades, better drops. It's all right. We'll 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 get through it together. I mean, I, I'm 5-2. I'm 5-2. and two. Just beat you last week, so I'm pretty happy with that. With that uh, result, always nice to have one up on your, on your pal, the fisherman. Um, so, yeah, Islanders finishes went up 2-0. Failed to get another empty net goal. Shocker. We have one empty net goal all year. I think we've hit the post five times on the empty net, which is bizarre because, you know, there's no goalie in the net when it's empty. So the fact that we can't just slide it in is um, pretty upsetting in my opinion. Uh, let's take a quick run around the league, um, especially after this, this multi-point weekend from your Islanders. So we'll start in the Mass Mutual East with um, – Looks like Washington passed Boston. Islanders are tied with Boston with 26 points. Washington's got 28. Washington, I mean, Washington's good. Trots are not. They're a skilled team. They got everybody back now. So they're looking like they're going to lock up a spot in the playoffs. It looks like Boston's going to lock up a spot in the playoffs, no doubt. You know, then it's a tight race in next three spots with the Islanders, Philly, and Pittsburgh, 26, 25, 23 in that order. I mean, the, the rest of the league is – the rest of the conference is, you know, 17, 16, 6, 15. They're struggling. The Islanders upcoming play the Devils and Buffalo a lot. So, we're looking to get some muchos puntos out of those games because if we can, you know, grab at least a point a game in the next five, we're sitting pretty. I mean, we get three points a weekend, you know. What more can you ask for? Three points a weekend versus other teams, either two, one, or zero. It's going to be going to jump us in the standing. So it's very good to see that the spot we're in in the East. Um, hopefully we can, you know, jump Boston this weekend. We might even be able to jump Washington by the end of the weekend. So we'll see what happens. We'll see how it plays out. Um, Toronto, still incredible. Edmonton still chasing their tails. 
the whole Canadian Scotia North is pretty tight. I mean, besides Ottawa, 34, 28, 27, 23, 22 in that order. Uh, tough to bet on those games. You know, uh, we do like to expand our bets a little bit outside the conference. We haven't done so yet, but we might be getting into that soon. Um, tough to bet on those games. Those teams are fighting for the, for the country, Canada. So always pretty tight games. Uh, the central has Tampa Bay, Florida, Chicago, Carolina, Columbus, Nashville. Nashville's been asleep the whole year. Uh, nothing impressive there. Columbus, meh. You know, they've been all, they've been all out of sorts. Uh, Carolina, Chicago, Florida, and Tampa, all within two points. Good games there. Always tight games. High-scoring games. Uh, they're all skilled teams. I mean, Tampa Bay's a plus-30 differential on the, on the year. They're 14-4. and four. They just don't seem to go away no matter who they have. Kucherov's out. Who are they bring in? Point. This guy, this, this guy, that guy. Stamkos is back. It's incredible. They just keep scoring, keep peppering. Um, Honda West, Vegas, Minnesota, St. Louis, Colorado, and the Kings, all within three points. The Kings, uh, out of nowhere, Mr. Peterson over Mr. Quick. They're cooking over there in L.A. They look good, in my opinion. Uh, I think they can, they can catch Vegas at this point. I mean, they're cruising. Um, Mr. Biznasty's uh, Coyotes look pretty good, too. They're 9-9, nine and nine though. They need to pick it up a little bit. They got a good unit, but they can, you know, they can do a little better. Anaheim and San Jose sit at the bottom. Sorry, San Jose, not your year. But, uh, yeah, Vegas, Minnesota, St. Louis, Colorado, in that order. Those are the playoff spots right now in that division. Washington, Boston, Islanders, Philly, playoff spots in the east. Tampa Bay, Florida, Chicago, Carolina, the playoff spots in the central. And Toronto, Edmonton, Winnipeg, Montreal, with the playoff spots in the Canadian division. So, like I said, we're going to try and expand the, the betting field maybe a little bit coming up this week. We'll throw out some league bets. Uh, we're always taking the Islanders' money line. We know that. Uh, some special bets on the Islanders this week when the games come about. We'll, we'll talk about that on the Instagram. Give us a follow. Um, we'd like to announce we now are on Apple Podcasts. So throw us a follow, a like, a favorite, a rate, everything. Yeah, it's very excited to be on Apple Podcasts. Uh, very convenient for those with an iPhone. But, yeah, so that's pretty much a good wrap-up of the league. Everyone looks pretty good aside from – pretty much aside from the last place team in each division. So Ottawa, Dallas, which is shocking that they're in last. Uh, they haven't played many games. It's not even like they're in last. So Ottawa, let's, 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 let's erase Dallas. Ottawa, Detroit, Buffalo, even the Rangers too, they said. And San Jose, just not – they're not with it this year. It's not their years. Uh, talking about an Eichel trade, this and that. I don't know what's going on with them. They they had it set up this year to be their year. They just not get goaltending. They're not getting offense. Eichel was out last week. It's been a mess over there. So uh, hopefully they can figure it out. I, I mean, I am a New Yorker. I do enjoy watching the Sabres. So hopefully they can figure it out and get back in the winning column soon because uh, it's not against our Islanders coming out. We like to see the Islanders win those games. So. Um, a little bit of a betting recap from our, our time in the weekend skiing. So, right. So, our upcoming schedule is, is this way. Seven of eight versus the Sabres and Devils. Now, if you look at those 
eight games. It's a total of 16 points, 16 possible points we can get, right? So we're playing Sabres and Devils seven of those games. So that's a total of 14 points. So 14 out of 16 points are going to have to come from the lower end of the East. If we want to make a statement in this league, if we want to jump the first place team in the standings and start to run away with it, we have to go four, one, and two in those seven games. I mean, we can't be we can't have a losing record against the last two teams in the in the conference. Now, don't get me wrong, they're not pushover teams, the Devils and the Sabres. They do have a lot of offense. And the Devils have a lot of goaltending in Mackenzie Blackwood. So it's not going to be easy, but we should beat them. We should if we go if we go four one and two that puts us at 10 points of a possible 14 in that span and let's say we do win that eighth game that gives us 12 out of 16 points in that span even if we even if we lose in overtime that gives us 11 out of 16 points in that span that's you know you're looking to get the most points possible so that's you know, that would be incredible. I'm giving us a loss. I'm giving us two overtime losses. If we lose three out of the next eight games, we're sitting extremely pretty. Sitting extremely pretty, gaining 10, 11, 12 points. Even, we could possibly even go undefeated in that span. So we are known to put together point streaks. Um, this is definitely an opportunity for us to put together a seven or eight game point streak. Or even if we drop one in the middle, two, three, or four game point streaks. So hopefully we can, um, you know, we can saddle up. We don't look over our competition and just put them where they need to be, you know, bury the puck. Don't, don't ease up. Don't, don't let these teams hang around because they are skilled NHL teams. They do have very good NHL players and very good goaltending. So we're going to have to move Blackwood around. We're going to have to go back door, get some power plays, try and get more power plays than we we've had in the past. We're sitting on like one or two power plays a game, but um, Against the Sabres, you know, we've seen them a bunch. They're going to be coming back for some vengeance, so we need to uh, put the pressure where it needs to be and shoot the puck on those goalies because they're not the best goalies in the league. Uh, we have a very good opportunity coming up to run away with some points here, and um, it'll be good to see if we could definitely do that. So keep a close watch on that, and, uh, you know, we'll talk about that in the upcoming episodes. Uh, like I said, we're going to, you know, try and expand on the betting maybe a little bit uh, besides the Islanders. I do, I do like to study the games before I take anything. I do like to study previous games before I take anything. So I'm um, not really going to give too much tonight. Uh, by the time you're hearing this, the games will be on anyway. So um, we are, we have been very successful lately in our betting, haven't publicized it, but uh, we will be giving out a few picks um, here or there just so you can, you know, get involved with the NHL. People, people, like to, people like to make it interesting, you know. It doesn't matter what teams are betting on. We bet on them all. We don't, we don't eliminate any teams from the, from the sheet. So that'll be good upcoming. Uh, next game for the Islanders is, I believe, tomorrow against the Devils. Um, hopefully we can get another win. We look very good right now. Hopefully we can pepper Blackwood where we need to pepper him because – He's been struggling a little bit lately. I've seen some highlights. I've seen some just some game recap of the Devils' few previous games. 
and he does look a little shaky in my opinion. He's, I think he has one win in his last five, which is not very good. So hopefully we can get him while he's down and uh, take two points away. So, uh, you know, that pretty much wraps it up here for us. Pretty good overview of the past three games. Islanders, you know, look pretty good in general, aside from that one loss to the Penguins. Can't really be giving up those come-from-behind wins, especially if you're Varley. You got to make the saves you got to make and stand on your head a little bit. I understand, he, you know, you can't make every save, but at least make the ones that you're supposed to make. So work on that in practice, and we'll be back at it tomorrow against the Devils. Hopefully we play the way we need to play and bury the puck. Uh, Fisherman, it's been a pleasure. I hope you had fun on our trip. Uh, good to be back with you. And um, good to see you had some fun fishing. Uh, yes, uh, very good time with you. Very good time with our other companions as well. Uh, you did a fine job today on this episode as well, may I say. Thank you very much. Uh, so that does it for us here at The Files. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll talk to you soon.